414 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. This ain't Christmas music. It's Billy Idol. Rebel Yell. Last night a came dancing to my door. And I don't know how appropriate that is, but I play that for our next guest, City Councilor <laughs> Teresa Staley. Uh, Teresa, thanks for uh, stopping by the studio on this snowy, lovely day. Hey, Mary, I skated over here from Van Epps and uh, came came down 229. You did? I did. Mm-hmm. Wow, you were brave. I got here just in time, I guess, before the traffic stop up. How was it? Was it bad? It, no, it was great. It, it's, it's very slippery. Yeah, so you drove nice and careful and slow. As I always do. Yes, it's that's the kind slow. of person you are. <laughs> anyway, you've uh, uh, we like to have Teresa in from time to time. Uh, and, and all counselors, really. I, I don't want people to think that we only care about Teresa Staley. Mostly, I, I like to have Teresa on because she, uh, she'll argue with me, and I like that. Um, I don't know why, but I do. Uh, but, you know, we have other counselors on. But you recently have been in the middle of uh, a lot of stuff, Teresa. There's a lot of stuff going on with the city council. Uh, um, and, and it's the color of darkness. It's, it's black stuff. Bla- well, it's say. not that bad. It's yeah, just it city is. business, man. Dark city business. Why do you secret, Why do you say that? Business. Well, because it is secret. A culture of secrecy. Well, you know you, what you I want me to tell you. Why I'm saying well, that? Well, let, first of all, that. let's let's just <clears throat> sort of go through a few things that have okay. happened recently, right. and let's we'll start with the most recent one, mm-hmm. which is on Tuesday night. The council voted eight to nothing to not approve the contract of Landscapes Unlimited. Well, we deferred the vote. So, so but you I, voted eight to nothing to defer it. To defer but it, But you yes. didn't approve it, yes. We did not approve it. You deferred it till next Tuesday, special meeting, day after Christmas. Day after Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. That's going to be lovely. It'll be, uh, uh, I, I think, very, very in the spirit of the holiday, congenial, right? It's always congenial. Was it congenial on Tuesday? I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I was following. No, I, I, I think it was. No, I don't think there was anything contentious happening. I think everything flowed beautifully. It was a long meeting. Every person who wanted to give public input was allowed to do that, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. The mayor didn't cut anyone off. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, uh, the, the, let's go back, but if we can talk about the secret aspect of this, you've been asking all the mayoral candidates about the RFP process, the mm-hmm. request for proposal, Patrick. Yep. I listened to those interviews. I saved them. Many I put on Facebook. I really appreciate you bringing that that issue up because well, it has to do with secret decisions. And so, just a ba- just to step back on this one, okay? Okay. As it relates to so, folks. You know, because people don't follow RFPs and all that. Right. But they are interested in how the government works and whether it's being done out in the open. That's true. So with regard to the golf course management, mm-hmm. Dakota Golf Management, Tom Jancy, who's on the program, mm-hmm. had the contract 23 years. They put it out for RFP, request for proposals, which meant five of them came in, mm-hmm. including Dakota Golf, mm-hmm. including Great Life, mm-hmm. Landscape Unlimited, and then two other people. Mm-hmm. It goes through a process that, is it is a secret process uh, for a lot of reasons we'll talk about. And then uh, they decide that through that process, they pick a vendor and it could be anything, but in this case it was management of the golf courses. And then that decision is delivered to the council 
with in the form of, in this case, the contract for Landscapes Unlimited. But that is right. But let's go back to um, the committee that was chosen that no one knew who was on the committee. Right. You never know who's on the committee. Right. And um, then as soon as they made their decision, they had a big press conference. And this is how things are, are packaged in our community. They had a big press conference to announce this as if it was a done deal. So, and usually it is, right? Well, most I, requests for proposals go through the plot process. They usually don't have a press conference. Then it's that it, the contract is is sent to the uh, council for approval, right? Well, actually, be we've had a, con, a condensed amount recently. I, as a citizen, oh yeah, I, I mean, didn't time, watch this right. that that closely. You know, as a citizen, the time frame here was highly compressed, and we'll talk about that. Several of them coming at us, yes, yes, yes. where they but were making a decision. So okay, so we, we've got this. This I became aware of this first uh, request for proposal thing when we came off of the Lloyd property on North Phillips. The t- but that's a whole other thing. But anyway, so we have this happening. In the midst of this, however, I have golfers emailing me, right. calling me. We want great life. We want Dakota golf. I'm not a golfer. I'm getting a just a, a barrage of of communication, and, and I like to respond to people. And I was thinking, I was kind of looking through and, and asking questions about you know, when will we be able to tell these people what the council, will, what we're going to be able to do with this. And that's when I was told, well, Counselor, yeah, you're going to get one choice, and that's it. You're going to just vote to approve our, our special pick. But I, so, the point I want to make is that the process for the golf RFP was not any different than No, no, and I, that, right. I think that's been done in right. our community. However, right. I was to- I've been told over and over, Counselor Staley, we are just following state law. State law says that the, these bids have to remain sealed. Well, you don't get to have the They're comparison. They're not bids. Or uh, proposals. Right. You, don't, you don't get to see the proposals. It's state law. So a week ago, when this came up, I said to the council, I'm going to call municipalities across the state and ask how they handle it. And I did. I called Aberdeen. Now, now you, you may say, well, Teresa, why didn't you call Minneapolis or Lincoln, Nebraska? Because every state has different mandates about right. how they handle this. So I thought, I'm going to stay within our state. I called Yankton, talked to their city attorney. I called Rapid City, talked to their city attorney's office. Watertown, they're, they're in transit from city attorney. They lost theirs, so I talked to the man who handles RFPs within their uh, public works department. And I talked to the mayor of Aberdeen and one of the counselors from Aberdeen. How do you handle proposals and letting the council see all proposals? They all said, we let them see them. We keep nothing from them. From the council? From the council. Does that include like an executive session or how does that work? They made it sound like you could just see it if you wanted to. Okay. No, and they said in the public as well, they said we can't, we wouldn't be able to do business in our communities that way if we had that closed process. And it comes, it, this brings forth this other thing, a passion I have, Patrick. I have been doing it as a citizen. I'm doing it as a council person. It is helping the public to know what's going on. I, before the vote, we, they need to know weeks before so they can start communicating with us. In our community, over and over, I've just watched it happen where a vote takes place and then it hits the paper and then it's too late. 
That's true. Often, often it's one or two weeks between readings, or even from the first reading. Yeah, that's true. So we we need. I mean, the way it's supposed to work is we're supposed to hear from the public. So I've been spending my own money sending. I do some mailings to alert people. I did it about that parking ramp. Uh, I sent a little newspaper out. I've, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm doing the media thing when possible to just anything to let people know this is what's happening. And I'm, whether I'm an elected official or another a citizen down the road, I'm going to continue to do that because we all, we're all working together here and it's, it's a need that we have. Teresa Staley, city council member, and uh, we're talking about <clears throat> government secrecy. So let's go back to the, the golf management contract. So Tuesday night, you, you, the council voted unanimously to defer it, which basically turned the whole thing on its head. And, and you know, I think part of that, that is really a shining example of how effective public input can be because we sat there and listened for, and, and they, we heard the mayor's administration give their, uh, not, this is not meant to be derogatory, but dog and pony show. Really? <laughs> They did their dog and pony show for over an hour. They had the public works, or they had the parks director up there, and then the finance person, and then the attorney, and then the company themselves. And they they went through every minutia detail you could think of. They made the people sit there, the the packed house, until 10 to 9. Well, 10 to 9. And then the, the people started to testify, and at 25 after, the mayor starts to, he does this, he does this summation thing mm-hmm. where he starts to go through everything they've said. Mm-hmm. And I think it tends to put kind of an intimidation factor on the, the people there. So well, you, I, know, you know my feeling about when you have big issues, you need to separate the public input from the regular meeting. But that's my, that's my issue because... Oh, be, you mean have it at a different time? Have it, on the, have it as a separate opportunity for people to come and talk about it so you don't have that time pressure. But, but you know what? go ahead. Listen to me, Mr. Lally. Yes, ma'am. I'm the one sitting there. I sat there until 1030. I yeah. would have sat there till 1230. I know. I'm happy to do whatever it takes. I think they, they belong in the package deal. Don't push that off on another night. But that's my opinion. But however, the mayor started doing the summation thing and I called for a point of order. I said, Mr. Mayor, we all heard what, what was said. These people are waiting to speak. You're using their time and he let them just get up and finish. It, so that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, folks, we've, we've heard a few of these points over and over. Um, try and say, try and keep your comments. If you have something different to say, keep it to that. I mean, that would compress it a little bit. That's, that's a fair thing to say. So then you why don't, do we hear him? Why do we hear his administration saying things to us over and over? We heard them at the informational. We hear them at the first reading. We hear them at the press conference. So I think there's that that gives weight to the issue when you might hear somebody saying. I know, the same but people thing. will respond to that. To just say we're not going to take any more comment because we've heard that before. I think that that's arbitrary. But to to encourage people to keep their points original. That's, is okay. Okay, that's fine. But they, they I, I would were, say that. They, but we had great public input. Yeah. And, and it didn't and, it didn't go on that long. What was it, like an hour, right? If if that. Yeah. If, it I don't think bad. it was I think it was probably 45 minutes. But one of the the uh most touching parts for me was when uh Tom Walsh gets up. Now remember Tom, I was surprised by that. He he is I saw him come in. This guy was the Tom Walsh who is the head of Great, great Life, Life, former you Burger, know, King. Burger King founder. He wants the. He wanted this. He wanted to be the guy, the winner. He gets up and says, 
go with Dakota Golf. And he also gave his own um, feelings about the selection committee, that, that it was a cronyism type of a energy. You heard, you heard him say that? I had, did not hear his testimony. I only well, know he testified. That's what he said. Okay. And it was powerful. I even mentioned it in my comments before we voted. So, um, yep. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about this and other issues because there's plenty to talk about. We're going to fill the time. I'm not worried about that. And then we're going to sing a few Christmas carols. We are, and we're going to eat cookies during the break. <laughs> okay. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. There we go. It's uh, 4.35 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And I extended that. Just This is a little, you know, never break the wall. But I extended that uh, uh, portion there for Teresa Staley, our guest, City Councilor Teresa Staley, so she could hear it before I turned on the microphones. Thank but you. Thank there you, you go. It's a bare naked ladies. God rest you, merry gentlemen. She requested some traditional Christmas music, and that's that's about as best as I can do. I, I have one little surprise left for you after the next oh, break. So, okay. All right. um, but that's we're not here to talk about Christmas music. As lovely as that conversation would be for the next half an hour, um, we are here to talk about city business, and we were discussing the process by which the contract for the golf course management. The three public golf courses was decided, and mm-hmm. that it is still in limbo. Very quickly, um, so you deferred that vote to award the contract to to approve the contract with Landscapes Unlimited to decide whether or not you can just extend the contract for Dakota Golf Management, which currently runs the golf courses for another year, or what you can do. And it was a maneuver. It was a very interesting maneuver. Counselor uh, Michelle Erpenbach supported what I I was doing, but we we made uh, an amendment to... Uh, defer the the implementation of the the new contract for a year and to extend Dakota Golf's contract for a year. And uh, there was some discussion, and I I thought maybe it was going to pass, but instead Councillor Rolfing made a counter-amendment to defer it till this Tuesday. So we're we're going to be coming together. I could bring forth this amendment again, same yep. thing on, on this next Tuesday. But before then, you will have a better idea of what you can actually do. Because wasn't that the issue? Like, you're not, you're, you're sort of uh, uh, working in space there where, you you know, you're not exactly sure what the contract would allow. Uh, well, but you're I pretty mean, sure, you're pretty sure now at this point that during this special meeting, the day after Christmas, uh, 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 that you will have certainty, some certainty that you can extend you can, you know, not have the contract for Landscapes Unlimited, and you can extend the Dakota Golf. Well, and we we don't. I don't know. I haven't received any any legal. Uh, not yet, but on Tuesday you'll have a better idea, right? Hopefully, yes. Yes. But uh, I I was getting the feeling last Tuesday that the it was going to get voted down. The contract itself was going to be voted down, and the reason we had this skirmish to try to to get landscapes or excuse me, Dakota golf involved was because there's a concern for two things. There's a concern for their employees who won't have any benefits, any health insurance. There'll be, there'll be a void there with no contract. And then you've got Dakota golf has all their equipment in our, our facilities. So what happens to that? And the equipment really came down to the game changer for me because, uh, 
they Dakota Golf for all these years has owned their equipment. They have maintained the equipment. hasn't cost the city a dime. And now we're bringing in a firm from Lincoln, Nebraska, that is the city is saying to them, we're going to buy the equipment for you. We'll take care of the equipment. The taxpayers are going to support See, that. See, that's unclear to me, though. So why is the city buying this equipment at all? Because that's not in the contract, is it? Well, I, I don't think it was in the RFP, but it's in the contract. Yes. That the so city would buy the old equipment from... Not the old equipment, but just equipment. So The city will supply it. So it's natural for the city to go to Tom Jansa who is the president of Dakota Golf, and say, we'll buy your equipment from you. But he doesn't have to sell it to him. No, and that that was another... And they lowballed him. That was what was at issue, yes, is um, he wanted this much, and the city offered him this much, and then- So here's my question, and maybe you don't know. If on January 1st, when Dakota Golf's contract runs out, they pull all their stuff out, put their stuff on eBay, and uh, the city has a contract with Landscapes and Loon, and on January 1st, there's no equipment. That's right. Then the city's going to buy the equipment. And the the question that we've asked is, how much is that total expenditure going to be? It's, and they, they can't tell us. It's a lot, right? I mean, it's not. Oh, well, we were told they'd be prudent. They'd be prudent. And, well, well, I'm told that all the time. But it's I'm, golf carts and lawnmowers. Yes. I mean, these are not cheap pieces yes. of machinery, brand new. Uh, I I just think at the end of the day, what I'm hearing from the community is that let's leave it as it is. And... and <clears throat> I, I propose to giving them a one-year contract. I'm hearing maybe a three-year contract, uh, and then let that give them a chance to pull through this the recession, pull through the, the, the renovation. Yeah, and um, they haven't had all the holes operating in the city's golf courses for five years, right? And it's it's kind of a just a community support thing. Um, and I don't remember the council ever doing this. But it's within your authority to say, oh, we went through the RFP process and we just don't like the result, right? It better be. Well, I, 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 I heard secondhand that there was some some scuttlebutt with, within the council yesterday that saying that, well, if you don't approve this contract, which was the only choice we got, if you vote that down, there could be a lawsuit. Well, and that we are only a formality, really. We're just kind of the pretty... A little squirrely There's no thing. such thing as a formality when it comes to a council. I vote. don't think so. It th- doesn't exist. Well, I take it seriously. There's no ceremonial vote. But just because that that selection committee, who was secret, that was selected by God knows what protocol. I mean, I don't know how the people got on that committee. But but well, I had you know we didn't know anything about it. Golfers didn't know they could apply to be on the committee. It was handpicked by the mayor. So. That per, that committee selected this company. That doesn't mean I have to to endorse that as a council member. No, and I, if a majority of the council says no, then it's no, right? It would be no. The, the problem I, is I don't how, how any, do we have the the what, what's 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 the grounds to sue? <laughs> that landscapes could come. Well, and the mayor was on another radio show yesterday morning. I won't probably That's say fine. Who, and, he's not coming on this and, radio. Show. <laughs> Well, anyway, he was on there saying that he was embarrassed for that company. It's an embarrassing thing that they got to this point. They never got a contract. We're sitting there dissecting their whether they should even be the, a player or not. And, it's embarrassing. I mean, that's, that's part of doing business. You know, you put it out there. And uh, I just don't think the citizens of our community want to operate in the dark like this. They want to have it more 
open and they want to have more information, not less information. All right. We're going to come okay. right back after this short break, and we're going to talk more to Teresa Staley of the Sioux Falls City Council at-large member. I did all of that backwards. She is the at-large city council member, Teresa Staley. And uh, we're going to talk more about government secrecy. All right. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Four forty-five on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO. Some very nice Christmas music for City Councilor Teresa Staley, who's our guest. Oh, she's just smiling from ear to ear. I've never seen her smile so much in my whole life. See, I told you I'd take care of you, Teresa. Thank you, Patrick. You're welcome. That was Amy Grant's version of "Hark the Herald Angels Sing." That was lovely. I've never heard that before. See, now I'm in a good mood again. A little, a little nice Christmas music, and all is right in the world. Yes. Maybe. What we should do is play some lovely music, soothing music, before the city council meeting on Tuesday. You know, I was thinking at some point. <clears throat> Sing along, uh, yes, carols? Yes, I was, <laughs> was going to just su- suggest that we all sing together. Wouldn't that, would that be, be neat? We sing God Bless America or some song. We pray together. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. We anyway, okay, we got, we got other It'd things It'd be like a talk. Rotary Club meeting. Uh, yes. I <laughs> Oh, the Star Spangled Banner. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It'd be fabulous. You know, okay. You're in the break. Mm-hmm. You told me that you have news. You have uh, you have news, actual breaking news. I have some right breaking here news. On the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO, hot off the ticker, and it is. Hot off the press. Well, this is. We this don't is, have a press. Uh, well, so to speak. Keep uh, going. Okay. So I have. Uh, we've been hearing about the. The concern about uh, the, one of the guarantors of our parking ramp proposal. Well, it's, it's happening. The multi-use parking ramp, I was opposed to it. I voted no. Councilor Starr left the room, did not vote on that. And <clears throat> with with all of the things that have happened this week, I have uh, been working with our city attorney's office and this afternoon. All that's happened is that uh, Jonathan Ellis, our guest yesterday, mm-hmm. and Joe Sneavy, the city hall reporter for the Argus Leader, broke three stories, I think, two or three stories, that that say there's a criminal investigation against Holcren Construction, which was involved in the destruction of the Copper Lounge building, and is also connected to Legacy Development. They're two separate companies, but they are. But the connection there is Aaron Holcren. That is right. Go ahead. That is right. And so and um, so I'm um, and the mayor was on on this other radio show yesterday saying that the reason that we even. Uh, embrace this was the council did it it was all on the council's part we we which wasn't me but it was my colleagues anyway i had i've been working with our city attorney's office we have crafted an ordinance i have support for this we're going to be bringing it forth on january 2nd and it's an ordinance that is going to repeal the bonding for the ramp and he's we've got every all the parts of it listed to repeal all the different uh pieces but um now that's a question You've been working with the city attorney's office. You know, can you do that? Well, the city attorney said I could. Okay. I mean, if the city attorney doesn't know what he's talking about, then we're really in trouble. Because well, the documents haven't been signed? or Right. It, it's not a done deal yet, and the bonds haven't been sold. It's somewhat like the administration building, you know, when we still had time to— we. we we were um, trying to refer it. To, to, well, no, they tried to refer it for a vote, but, I mean, we defunded the administration building is what the council did, and the mayor vetoed it. Uh, so at least I'm bringing forth an effort to, to bring this thing to a halt. 
until we clear the air, we need to, to make sure that we're building this this foundation with this private entity on very solid ground. And I, I just want to note, because it's it's an important point, that Hulkern Construction is not part of the construction. No, and I'm project. not I'm saying nope. building I so to, yeah. Yep. That's but I right. just want so people understand exactly it's a different company, even though there is a common person. And, and the, that common person is one of the guarantors. Yep. Uh, they gave us four names of the front men who will And he's one of them, Aaron Paul Hulkern. Sink, Larry Canfield, Dr- Norm Drake, and um, Aaron Hul- Hulkern. So they are the front men, but there's other investors that are going to come on board as well. And I've wanted to know who all of those people are. And I've and been- that's touchy because they're a, I mean, and I, I, they're a private company. Okay. And they can raise their financing from whomever they want. The concern and the, because I don't think that they have to tell you where their money comes from. The concern for a lot of people is whether or not there are, I don't know how else to say this, that whether or not there are public people who have a connection to the moneyed interests, that's the issue. That is right. But that is on a public official, honestly, to disclose a connection. And if they don't do that, that is an ethical violation. Well. And that should be public. And that's where it gets, that's where it gets really, really hard. Because they are a private company. We've asked them to do business with us. Just because they're doing business with us doesn't mean we get to know everybody that gives them money. Well, and that's that's a big community discussion because we, we're, we're, we're embracing these things. I say we're marrying these people. We're, we're connected to them. And we're building them a very nice ramp. I mean, sure th- that are. they're going to be using yep. $21 million for 520 spaces. It's, to me, it's overpriced. I know you, I know you think it's overpriced. And, and, and we had that discussion in the city that the administration screwed this up by not giving Joe Sneavy, the reporter from the Argus Leader, the proper information when he asked for it, which caused some misconceptions. It is more expensive than the average, but it's not as much as it was. it initially appeared, right? Well, that that still got all convoluted because they were talking about soft costs, and we have. I mean, there was, it, you know, what you learn about with in the legal world is you can take anything, an end result, and you can justify it with the right attorney, uh, and so it's we've got the city's attorney. I I think in a lot of these things coming up, the council again needs to have their own legal advice. I was told by a city council member today. That he, with back to the uh, golf course issue, he's seeking outside legal counsel about this. He's going outside the city attorney's office. I, I didn't ask him if he's paying for that or if no, it's No, because friend. the city attorney works for the mayor. I, mm-hmm. And that's the reality of it. it I know that technically the city attorney represents the city's interest, but the city attorney works for the mayor. Whoever the city attorney is, whoever the mayor is. And I've asked for information about this um the golf course situation and also about the parking ramp and the city attorney smacks confidentiality on it. And I've said to them, I want this in a format that I can share with the media and the public. And then they put the confidentiality smacker on there. And it's like, take that off. Can we go macro for just a second here uh, with Teresa Staley, city councilor at large? Um, you wanted to say? I was going to say you. I was going to say you quit. You quit smiling there for a minute. I was okay. going to play Hark the Herald Angel Sing oh, again. Oh, okay. But no, this goes to a, the broader issues of of transparency in government, obviously. And do you think that there need to be fundamental changes in law, or that 
at, at the end of any eight-year administration, you're going to have issues between elements of government and the media and all that. Is this a fundamental issue in our ordinances, or is this just uh, the personalities that are involved? That are, well, I think it, a lot of it comes back to the, the person in charge. It's their style. That, Mike Uther, the mayor. Is, this, yep. is, this is how There's we no do doubt. it. We're going to take... I was in a meeting with him, with staff, months ago, and he said... We don't need the public to help us figure this out. We can do it ourselves. I I shook my head at the well, time. Well, some of the public wants it to work that way, and a lot of people do believe that we hire the mayor, we vote on the mayor to run the dang city, and you guys are just there to uh, well, to, to watch. Patrick, some maybe measure. okay. The people you run with, the bikers, may feel that way. The bike community, I tell you, the people in my in my world well, don't don't feel that way. Some people, I understand some, but you're. And I so, didn't get elected by people who want me to take. Well, and I'm saying this to people mm-hmm. all the time. The people will call me and tell me things. I say you need to say this. You write that's the letter true. to the editor. No, that's true. We need you to be involved. I was involved as a citizen. I didn't. I didn't have the city council carrying any of my water baby well, that's i true. did it myself right <laughs> no that's very true yeah i had to take matters into even my when own you hands. were wrong well <laughs> well 76 percent of the people usually agreed with me on my petition <sighs> okay. but but nonetheless i think what we need to do with this rfp thing is we in the front end if other communities in south dakota can do it this way we can the front end you just let these businesses putting forth proposals know hey we're going to be revealing this information after we've made this selection committee decision, we'll redact, white out, black out, mark out, anything you don't want in there, but we're going to make this available to our elected officials and any interested citizens. I, I think that that would be very, I would love it. I think there needs to be more transparency in the system in a lot of ways, but the RFP system, because part of it is because of things that have happened, including having to sue Yes. The city to get the information from the from the settlement over the siding, people there's a there's an air of mistrust. Now that might change with a new mayor. But well, and I think it's, you continue to ask those questions to all those candidates coming yeah, in, will. Patrick. I well, will. that's fabulous because it that well, forces them to and I did hear one candidate who the first time he was on he had one thing that he said mm-hmm. and then he changed right, his well, mind. We're not gonna so, talk about that. Yeah. Because we don't have time. Okay. But we're gonna have you back. Okay, <laughs> okay Teresa, you're gonna come yes. back, right? Yeah, always. All right. Yes, I will. Uh, thanks for coming in today. I really Merry appreciate Christmas. it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. you. God bless you. There's no more Christmas music though. This is the Patrick Lally show on Information One Thousand K S O O.